It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. One just has to pick up a magazine or turn on a television to see that we, as women, are bombarded daily with media images of female physical perfection, leaving us with the most unrealistic of expectations as to how we should look. No wonder female body confidence is falling while incidents of eating disorders are on the rise. What's most alarming is the way this affects young girls. A reduced sense of self-worth can create anxiety, stress, even depression, causing relationship issues while potentially impairing academic and job performance. In direct contrast, Confidence in Bloom is designed to send the opposite message to any woman of any age, shape, or background who has ever felt inadequate, unworthy, or tossed aside because of how she looks. You matter. You are enough now. I, Tina Spolatini, a woman of substance, insist that women deserve to be happy, confident, successful, not to mention so totally in love with themselves in their own bodies just the way they are. Through an ongoing series of intriguing conversations with women from all walks of life who are all extraordinary in their own right, I will take us on a journey of ultimate self-acceptance and empowerment. Together we'll share the stories, laugh, learn, maybe even shed a few tears when you realize how far many women have come to realize just how wonderful life is when you stand in your own power, feeling fantastic in your own skin. Today, Vicki Dixon is my guest here on Confidence in Bloom. Vicki Dixon was going through life, as many of us do, racking up successes and living her life on autopilot in her role as a retail store owner. A crisis in her father's health and then her own health crisis forced her to take a good hard look at her lifestyle and get serious about making some changes. A manifesting generator in human design, Vicky loves to work and must be fueled by the right work in order to be happy and well. With a near empty nest, Vicky closed her store and headed back to school to study holistic health. After almost a decade in practice as a nutritionist and yoga teacher specializing in seniors and low mobility yoga, she branched out again to add human design to her repertoire. Vicky works primarily with women at midlife who have a deep understanding that there's more to life than what they've been sold, and those who are ready to make the changes necessary to live life full out, as they are, were designed to live it, filled with vitality and on purpose. She has a unique ability to identify what's holding you back and get to the core of things very quickly, helping you to move forward. Vicki combines health, relationships, career, and money synergistically in a way that works according to your unique human design to bring you to your purpose. Hashtag permission granted, also the name of her coaching program. Welcome, Vicki. Hi, Tina. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining me. So I w- would like for you to explain um, a little bit about what you do, sort of, I think you do many things. It sounds like from your bio, for sure. You do many things. I know human design is, is a big thing for you, but I'd like to know a little bit about everything you do, because I know you're with women, like, in the menopause era of life. I am, yeah. So I do a lot of things. 
But really, human design is kind of the glue that brings it all together. Um, so I am a holistic nutritionist. I don't really teach yoga anymore since 2020. I haven't really taught yoga other than in within my health programs online. Um, I work with essential oils. I go in the crystal store with my daughters. And um, I work with frequency medicine as well. So I have a lot of things, but really they're all to serve that midlife woman who's just ready to fully step into what she's here for. I love that. And I'm one of those women. I'm, you know, (laughs) most of the women that you deal with then are like, you know, women like me that are here to, like, they're going through that change. You know, they're maybe nearing empty nesting. They're not feeling the way they felt when their kids were younger. They don't have that spunk anymore. Am I right? You are absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, uh, where do you start? Like, I mean, human design must be where you start since it's the glue. Um, yes. Yes and no. I think that where where women, I'm a last resort. So that's one thing that I have come to really understand in my business is that people will look at natural health last, not first, most, most people. They will go down the road. Most women that I deal with have gone down the road of allopathic medicine. They've gone down the road of, you know, every doctor telling them just to take this pill and you'll be able to sleep or you'll be able to, uh, you know, function in your life or whatever it is. And they they have this real feeling of um, they're almost, they almost feel defeated, whether it's in their health or in not finding their purpose or because they've been told that it's normal to feel unwell as we age. And I really am here to bust that myth because it's not normal to feel unwell as we age. And human design is like this this little thing that we can weave in and it's like, okay, well, here's how you're designed to show up in the world because we get so many messages. I think your intro um, talked about this too, you know, so many messages that there's something wrong with us. And it's weird because the messaging is that there's something wrong with us, but also that it's normal that everybody has something wrong with them. Well, there's nothing wrong with any of us. We're here, we're designed for a certain way to be in the world and we are perfect as we are and we're meant to live full out until we drop. I, Christiane Northrup's mom says, happy, healthy, dead. Like, that's what I want to be. Happy, healthy, dead. No in between. Well, well happy, healthy, dead. Is that the mm-hmm. name of her book? No, it was her mom actually that, that said that. She has a lot of, wow. um, a lot of books, Christiane Northrup. She's a um, medical doctor in the States that focuses on women's health. Or, yeah, in the States, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've read I've read some of her stuff. I don't know if I've read a full book, but I know that I've read parts of one. Oh, she's, she's amazing. Got lots of um, yeah, and she's like, she's like real. It's like wow, yeah. finally somebody who can like actually talk about what I need to talk about. Exactly. So explain us a little bit more then about human design and how how it helps us. How does it help us? It helps us because it is truly your blueprint. Each one of us is, um, Karen Curry Parker would say, um, a one-time cosmic event. Human design is the blueprint of who you came here to be. And so many times we are layered with conditioning, whether it's imprinting from our family of origin, from our school that we go to, from the people we hang out with, from our partner, from our children, from 
our parents, from our, you know, all of it conditioned us. The world conditions us to be something that we're not. And we start to live out that conditioning. We start to live out that piece of ourselves that's not really who we are. So human design is really inviting you to come back to your blueprint and live from the things that you are and to come into your, your, it's called your strategy and authority where you really have a way that you're here. I think you're a manifesting generator as well, right, right, Tina? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so where yeah, do you and I respond to life? So we need things to respond to in our lives. There are other energy types who are here to be invited in, who need to be recognized. There's, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things in your unique human design, but it's showing up from this strategy that you're here to show up from. And then I call your authority your decision-making superpower because we all have something built into us that helps us to easily and effortlessly make decisions if we will only tune in and listen to it. And in human design, we can find, you know, it's based on the planetary placements at your birth and 88 days before your birth, partly. Um, but we can find, you know, your, your messaging, what you're here to communicate, how you're here to be in relationship, what your purpose is, what your impact is going to be. You know, all of the things live in your human design blueprint. So it's really a phenomenal piece to just be able to, it kind of, well, people, that's why I called my program um, permission granted is because that's what every woman says after a reading or a coaching session is like, oh my God, I have permission now. So it's it's really powerful. Okay, so okay, so if someone is in a relationship with, um, say, a narcissist, right? <laughs> that, I mean, uh, get that's out. something that get out. <laughs> get out. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> How, like human design, how does that affect the the person that's being controlled? Like they've had to that's put good... all those things aside to keep this narcissist happy. Am I right? Yes, that's conditioning at its at its highest form. Um, I would say that human design is not designed to keep you somewhere where you're being abused in any way. Um, but it is very interesting in relationship charts to look at the two charts and they form a different chart together than they do separately. So you can run a chart for two people and see what happens when they're together. There will be places where one dominates the other. There will be compromise in the chart. There will be complementary things in the chart. There will be beautiful things and not so beautiful things in the chart. Um, Is it designed to... I feel like, and I could be wrong, I don't know all of the things, but I feel like it would be more designed for you to be able to stand in your power and step out of that abusive situation than it is for you to learn to work with that person. That doesn't right, mean that's what you have, have to, to do. But ideally, ideally, yeah, I think, in a, yeah. I think you deserve to be on that same level with your partner. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I probably shouldn't have picked narcissism because that's a learned <laughs> behavior that's not, you know, but I'm just, it just makes me wonder how, you know, if if we follow our path and we follow what our human design blueprint is, then how do we end up in relationships like that? Well, I think we end up in those situations because we don't follow our own unique human design. It takes at least seven years to decondition any specific aspect of your human design that you've been conditioned to behave as or to believe is you. So... Not too many of us have spent a full seven years deconditioning one behavior. So I I think that that's what happens when we don't live into our design and live into our power and stand in our power. And also, 
as women, we have a whole lot, and men get their conditioning too, so please don't think that I'm a man basher by any stretch of the imagination. The conditioning that I see in women is sit down and play small and be quiet. It's a whole lot, you know, women are given on the messaging, I think, a lot more that you're too much than that you're too little. So it's very easy for us to make ourselves play small and to not stand in our power. And then we end up in these situations where it's like, how has this been my life for three decades? I don't know how this happened to me. Well, it happened because every day you were conditioned to accept that there wasn't anything more for you. Right. And I think, um, like you said, you're not a man basher. And I know. I think what... I love men. I understand. I, I think, like... Most women have been, you know, conditioned to be who they are by other women. Mm. You know, there are those men, right? There are those men that, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're not meant to be seen or heard. I mean, I, I've seen that. I've lived that. I get that. But I think from what I noticed in the world, the, most of us women are out to please other women. Interesting. Right? If she says that I yeah. shouldn't do this, then watch mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be totally wrong, you know, I mean, but I know that, like, yeah, I think I think a lot of the time with the women that set those precedents for us. Yeah, that feels juicy to me. It's like, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Because I don't think and it's our- not that men don't care, but they leave it up to the women to do their job, right? And so, you know, there might be the dad saying to the mom, like, you know, tell your daughter to keep quiet or tell your daughter not to do this, tell your daughter not to do that. It could be that. But it's always us trying to please our our moms or our, you know, the women in the world. Mm, interesting. I, I have the opposite, opposite experience in my family of origin. Um, but I can see as adult women for sure how we condition each other and how we show up in that way. That's um, That's really, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's, I mean, it starts, it starts with the men, I guess is what you're saying, right? And then it, you know, the women just continue that. I'm not sure exactly, but. No, 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 um, no, I wasn't saying anything about men. I was just saying that, like, men have their own conditioning, and I don't want everybody, anybody ever to think that I think only women are conditioned, because men have a whole other set of, it's just different conditioning that they get than what we get by society. Right, right. Yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. Right, like the men have to be like the the king of the castle type thing, and some of them, <clears throat> excuse me, some of them don't want that. Some of them mm. want to be told what to do. <clears throat> so tell let's talk more about human design. So now we know like what you have to know to uh, get your blueprint. Oh, you need your um, birthday, place, and time. And um, the time is important, but there are ways that we can, we call it rectifying your birth time. Um, So I'm sure you're going to give my contact information at the end. If someone doesn't have their birth time and can't get it, we can uh, play around with that a little bit. And there is a free human design chart builder on my website where you can go and print your human design chart. You do need your, um, your places for the time zone. And then the birth time is because human design is a snapshot of um, two activations, one 88 days before your birth and one the moment of your birth. So you really want those planetary positions to be correct in order to get a good read on your blueprint. 
Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. And then, okay, so let's say we have all this, and then it kind of puts in all this formula, and it comes up with like a title of your, like it describes what kind of person you are. Is that right. right? There's going to be five different types, so you'll be one of those five types, and that's like the the big, big grand poobah about it. That's like the high level. Um, it's also going to talk about the planetary placements. It's going to give you uh, an overview of nine centers in your body graph. Um, it's going to give you like the role you're here to play, the the character you're here to be in your movie, the costume you wear, all of those things in layman's terms. It's going to give you that whole big picture. Okay, so when you say costume you wear, does that mean like your your specific style of who you are? Um, it's more like the who who you're here to be or how you're going to show up. If your life was a movie, this is like the role that you will play for the people in your life. I can give you an example if that works. Oh, yeah. Um, so my my profile, my character in my movie is um, a 2-4. I'm a 2-4. It's, it's always made up of two numbers, my profile line. Your profile line is always made up of two numbers. And that's the hermit opportunist. And the hermit is someone who wants to, needs, very much needs alone time. And you want to kind of bury yourself away. But at some point, energetically, you will be called out. When you've had enough time away, when you've had enough time to yourself to regroup, energetically, you'll be called out into society again. And this does happen. As a two-line, I can feel it in me. The four-line is, um, they call it the opportunist. It's really someone who all of your net, your opportunities are going to come from your network. Like for some reason, fourth line profiles, we build networks around us. And if someone were to say this to me, I would be like, yeah, I don't even know how I do that because I'm introverted and I'm a two line profile. But this fourth line just builds community. It builds community and a network and it's effortless. And they, those two profiles work together and that's how I show up in the world. Okay, that's One of the ways cool. I show up in the world. Yeah, there's like a right. bazillion things in your human design chart, right? Well, I would think so because I mean, we're not we're not simple beings. No, no. But I mean, at the same time, like when you read something like this, it it, it kind of sounds simple, but it cannot be. Like for you to read my full chart to me, it would probably take you like a long time, right? Yes, yeah, and I don't know if there's ever any. I don't know if we ever get all of it done. Like there are so many layers to human design that it's it's just, there's still, like you always discover new things about your design. So it's always changing. Never changes, but it's just, it's so deep. There's so many layers that like we would we would spend days and days and days trying to get to all of the pieces in your chart. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds sounds kind of crazy to me, to be honest. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So if I, so obviously there's like a general, like if I said to you, I'm a, so you and I are the same. Now I forget what sets the generator. Yeah. That's right. Right. So. Right. I know that um, I'm not one to, I think I, I don't, I'm not one to start a project, but I can finish it. Or do I have that backwards? Well, that, that could be in your chart. You could have finishing energy in your chart specifically. That would be 
you know, there's dates, there's channels, there's all kinds of pieces to that. In my personal chart, I have way more starting energy. Um, it depends, you know, on the placement of planets, all of the, there's a lot of things that go into it. But um, I worked with someone yesterday who has both starting and finishing energy in her chart, but more, she has about 70% starting energy. So she can finish, but it's not, it's not her favorite thing to do. So like she's going to hire that out. But the, the starting and finishing piece may not be the manifesting generator piece. Manifesting generators for sure always have a lot of things on the go. Uh, we need to be kept busy. Our brains need to be kept busy. Our hands need to be kept busy. Our bodies need to be kept busy. When we are not busy enough, we will experience, when we're not using up all of our sacral energy, we will experience, um, you know, can be scattered thoughts, ADD-type thoughts, ADD-type behaviors, sleep disturbances, thyroid issues, things like this. They're common in manifesting generators who are not moving enough energy through their bodies because we are literally the energizer bunnies of the planet. We're here to work and build and do the work of the planet. Okay, so I'm going to guess that I was wrong and I'm not the same as you because that is <laughs> that doesn't describe me at all. No, like I'm not like that at all, but it does describe my daughter, so that, which is ah. funny because she's, yeah, her and I are not alike in that way, like at all. She's always on the go like you. She's always starting something, but she can never finish anything properly, right? But, I mean, she's young. I always, you know, kind of toss that to her. You know, she's, you know, when you're young, there's so many other things that come up. Right, and and I'm assuming, like with human design, you see that in your in your like in the whole blueprint design, right? Like you see how life changes, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, a lot of it too is that, you know, manifesting generators. I never thought it was okay for me to do a hundred things. I, you know, we're always told in our society, pick one thing. You got to stick to one thing. Are you starting something else? I can't believe you're taking another course. I can't believe you're, you know. Can you just, you know, I had someone in, in 2008, I opened a second store and I had someone say to me, you know, I think people are really looking for stability from you. Like, I don't think they need you to try any more things. And I'm like, well, then they're not, they don't need me because that's not me. That's not ever going to be me. But it's it's giving ourselves the permission to do that. And I think I see with manifesting generators, you know, we've been so often told it's not okay to do all the things. Um, you know, and I mean, the number of times that you're told to just sit down and relax, well, I can relax, I can be chill, but I'm not here to relax and be chill. And it's, it's actually detrimental to me to sit for too long. I need to be moving my body to move my energy. Yeah. So I really can see, with I kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when we had our, a, a talk a few weeks ago, you had mentioned your grand, I think it's your granddaughter. And you yeah. sort of use what you've learned um, in the human design on her, like you kind of use that to know her behavior or what to expect from her. Is that right? Yes, but more than that, we use it with both of my grandchildren too. Brooks is almost a year, so he'll be coming into his own here soon. But um, but we use it more to allow them to be who they came here to be because we are conditioned from a very young age to be something different, Right. So right. she, too, is a manifesting generator, and she needs to do, like, you know, I mean, the, her dad's favorite thing to make her do is to clean up and try to just have one thing on the go. She's never going to, she's almost three, she's never going to have just one thing on the go. She needs to have a 100 things out and be moving from thing to thing to thing to thing. 
So that's a really important part of her design. Another really important thing for generator types is listening to your sacral sound. The sacral is a motor and you need things to respond to. So giving her things to respond to instead of giving her, like giving her yes or no questions, instead of giving her open-ended questions is really important. It's going to be so much easier for her to get in touch with her body instantly and know what the answer is for her. Okay, so that's like super cool because, if I mean, if we don't know this stuff, how, like, I mean, I'm just learning about this human design now. So, I mean, my kids are grown. Had I known about this stuff, I, I like, no I mean, kidding. I'm going to guess the majority of the world really doesn't understand all this or know all this, right? So right. are we right. like, is that why our world is so chaotic? Because we don't understand how our human design is? Well, I think maybe our world is chaotic for a whole lot of reasons, but um, human design also talks about the chaos that is coming into the world um, with a, a mutation that's coming in the human design body graph, which is beyond this conversation, I know, but but human design does point to that as well. And I, I really do think that the opportunity with human design is to, I mean, I know that our children are grown, but there's another generation coming along behind. And just because you're grown doesn't mean that you can't begin to or learn to honor your design, honor your blueprint, and have others in your life honor it as well. So there's still an opportunity with our grown children to say, look, I didn't know you were a projector or a generator or whatever your type is. I didn't know those things, but now I know, and now I want to do better based on your type. Now let's start to decondition together. So, and then with the next generation coming up, like, let's raise them according to their design. Let's give them what they need to to really grow into themselves and to really trust themselves. Like, it's it's really about trusting and understanding yourself first so that you can show up in the world the way you're meant to show up. Right, right. And then the thing is, if I can trust who I am and I can succeed in my world, then I can allow others around me to do the same. Amen. Yeah, yep. yeah, I, that, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. But it sure does sound difficult. <laughs> right? It, it, it sounds that. difficult because I'm thinking, like, we're not just changing the way our, our brain is working. We're, we, we need to, like, I think in many cases, we need to change so much about ourselves because of the, the way we've been taught, right? And we've been taught through generations of what we're supposed to be, right? My mom yeah, taught me unlearning. what her mom taught her. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, it could, I mean, maybe some people, you know, it's worked out their way, but I'm just thinking for myself, right, that I'm pretty sure my mom didn't let me, you know, be who I was until I was old enough to say, you know what, this is my life, I will look after what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and no, chances are I'm that you even, still, sorry. No, yeah, I, I might, I'm thinking I'm not even doing, you know, or living like by my blueprint, right? right? Maybe I am, maybe I'm not, right? Right, because we live from what we've been conditioned to be We because we think that's normal. We think that's what is expected of us and we don't do this like consciously, it's just subconsciously. We live out our conditioning more than we live out our true self. And it's easier than you would think to, like I always suggest that people start with just a basic foundational reading because it's enough. People always want to do all the bells and whistles and all the things with me. And it's like, start with this and let it sit for a few months and really learn to live into your strategy. 
And it's a little bit simpler than it sounds because you will feel correct. You will know when you start to live your strategy, you will know, like just even a little piece of your strategy, it'll be like, oh, wow, my life is smoother now. Things are more in flow now. I feel more confident in the way that I'm showing up now because I know that this is me. It's it it does. I mean, it takes some time for sure to get used to. And it's, I had a coach say to me once, "Living your design is going to be inconvenient sometimes, but it's always correct." And that's true. There's going to be sometimes where it's not really that convenient. It would be easier to just go along, even though you know you're going against yourself because you're the easiest person to go against. But you will feel so amazing when you live correctly according to your blueprint. And you'll show up differently. I'm, like, so intrigued. Like, I know that, like, you and I went over this, but I feel like it's not, like, absorbing into my brain. Right? Like, I feel like it's a lot more difficult to me than it should be. Right? I, I mean, I tend to make life more difficult than I need to anyway, but I feel like if you and I just sat down and you gave me the basics of my reading, I probably would get it and go, okay, this is not really as difficult as it, it, it is, right? Right, yeah. Because I mean, you don't, be know, you don't really know you. what I'm thinking, but, yeah. Like, I, I just feel like, you know, it, it just sounds like I have to change everything if I'm not living according to my blueprint. And that's like, you know, like your core beliefs. How do you change what you truly believe? Well, the thing about human design is that, like, it's not a belief system at all. Um, and the, the, I've never had someone there that I've done a reading or coaching with that has said, oh, my God, this is going to be so hard because I'm not anything like this. Every single person has said, holy crap, this is exactly me. I can't believe you nailed it like that. And it's like, it's not me nailing it. It's what's in the chart. It's not anything about me. But they all are like, it's like a feeling of coming home. It's not hard. It's like, wow, is this really what I get to be? It's just like introducing yourself to yourself. And you know that that's there. You know that this is how you behave best. You know that this is how you feel your best in the world. You just have never been given permission to show up that way. Aha. Hence the hashtag permission granted. I get there it. You go. Okay, so right, and I and I know that when we went over my chart, I'm like, yeah, that's totally me. Yeah, that's totally me, right? So I get, I, mm-hmm. I, I can resonate with that, but I'm sure that there were things where I'm like, I don't do that. <laughs> like when you were saying yeah. about how you know, like manifesting generator has to be busy all the time. I so not have to have to be busy. Like I do not yeah. need to have something on the go at all times. Yeah, my hands are just happy yeah. sitting there. And there could be other aspects of your chart as well, right? Like maybe there are also conundrums in each chart. So like maybe if you're a manifesting generator and your son is traveling through the gate 52, which is all about stillness, 70% of your design is going to go through that design of stillness. That's going to be a different thing for you. So there are all kinds of different little pieces in each and every chart for sure. Um but it, it always resonates. When you when you have a reading or when you coach by human design, it always resonates because it truly is yourself. I mean, in coaching, sometimes there are like, okay, so if this is my purpose, how am I going to work that into what I'm doing? Or I don't know exactly what that means. There's always intricacies around it, but you you're, you get it. When you have a reading, it's not, it's not a foreign concept to you. It's like, wow, this is me. 
cool. Cool. This is so like, like I feel like it's like super kind of amazing. Yeah, me too. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah, like like you learn so much about like yourself just by reading it on this chart. Yep, definitely. Yeah, it's so, and I know when we did the chart, there was like a picture of um, all the, um, like all the chakras. I think there's, I think they're called chakras, right? They are. So human design does, uh, it's, it's not chakras, the chakra system, but it's definitely influenced by the chakra system, the Jewish Kabbalah, the um, I Ching, and astrology. But yes, the centers very much resemble the chakra system. So when you look at it, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I've seen this before. Okay, I knew, yeah, because I knew there was, like, and they're all kind of the same, right, as the chakra system, whereas, like, the sacral system is in kind of the middle and the root. I don't remember what you called everything, though. Yeah, they, it flows the same, way, same way a chakra similar. system would. Yeah, there's there's yeah. nine centers instead of seven. But yes, you if you are familiar with the chakra system, you'll look at the blueprint and go, oh, okay, I get where that is. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so, um, I mean, I know that there's a million things I could ask, but I think we're going to go more into my own personal reading, which, I mean, nobody wants to really know everything about me. So what is the, the the most important thing that someone would learn from having their human design read to them? Um, so many things. It depends on where you're at in your life. Like yesterday I did a reading for someone and we ended up um, talking about her relationship and looking at her partner's chart and her chart. I love to do relationship readings. Because they give us so much understanding. Can I give you an example about my husband and I? Please. Okay. So he has an open emotional solar plexus, and I have a defined emotional solar plexus. So my decision-making, it goes on the wave of my, um, of my emotional wave. I need to wait out my emotional wave in order to make decisions. Have I burned myself in my life a thousand times by not waiting for a decision? Yes, because I'm a quick start and Colby, I want to do everything fast. All of manifesting generator, all of the things, right? So I, I do, it is a real lesson for me to learn to ride this emotional wave. But the thing about the two of us is that um, in your open centers, anywhere that you have openness, you will amplify the energies of others around you, especially those that are defined. So in our relationship, we're the only two people who live in our house now. And when I'm feeling something, I can be feeling something a teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny bit, and it will explode very quickly into something bigger because he, he will amplify it. So we've learned to say, I've learned to say, we need to take a break. This is not a big deal for me. Like, I literally feel like 2% emotion on this, um, and you're amplifying it. So let's break auras. Let's just split up from each other's auras for a, a little bit and come back to it. And it gives him a chance to let that emotional energy from me dissipate, even though I don't feel the emotional energy. He's the one who's going to feel it because he's open. Or like the girl I worked with yesterday, she's a generator style and he's a projector. Well, that's a huge difference in the energy types and in how they show up in the world. So just giving a little bit of information about how they can um, 
just give each other grace, I guess. Give each other the grace and understand, like, this is not something that's wrong with him or wrong with her. It's just having the grace to be able to come together and appreciate those things about each other and understand that they're not going to change instead of always thinking either that there's something wrong with you or that there's something wrong with your partner. That's one of the ways in human design. I think that the biggest things that you can learn in human design, the things that will change your life immediately are knowing your strategy, knowing how you're here to relate to life, and knowing your authority, which is your decision-making superpower. Because you think of all of the decisions that you make in your life, and if you knew you had this key inside of you to unlock perfect, effortless decision-making, it would change everything. And then you don't enter into situations, contracts, relationships, jobs maybe, any of those things, from a place of, not yourself from a place of like wanting it to be the way that it's not supposed to be. You enter into it by your own authority and by really being like, okay, I'm certain in this because this is, this is who I am and this is my superpower. I hope that makes sense. It does. It does. So what, what I'm wondering then how, like you're talking about like that gut feeling, right? Our intuition, if we're offered a job and our gut is like, you know, we feel like we've been punched in the stomach. That's our, like our uh, design or our blueprint telling us it's right or wrong. Is that what you're, like, but that's not everybody, what you're saying? But not everybody has that. Not everybody has that gut response. Some people need a sounding board. Some people follow the moon cycle. Me, I have that gut response, but I still have to wait. If I jump in with my gut then there's a lot of times I'm sitting on a $1,400 course right now that I didn't write out my wave on. And I probably will never look at that course because I bought it when I got a sacral hit, an intuitive hit, whatever you want to call it, that said, mm, this is juicy because that's what generator types do, right? We, we respond to things all the time. But I didn't write out my wave and it probably wasn't the best decision for me. So not everybody has that, that sacral hit that you're talking about. Right. There's all different kinds of authority. You have it, so you know it, right? But not everybody has that. Right. And, and then they've been taught that they're wrong because they don't have it. It's like, no, they just don't have it. They have a different decision-making style. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I get it. I get it. So just because my gut is telling me go for it or don't go for it, that doesn't mean I have to do that right now. That could mean that this is a good thing for you, but just take a minute take a day or two and really think about how you're going to approach this. Depends. If your authority is, is emotional, if your authority is sacral and you, then you probably can act in the moment as a generator type, you'd still be waiting for a response, something to respond to. But, but yeah, it just depends on how you're designed to be. My authority right. is emotional, which means I have to wait. Oh my God. I love this. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is super cool. It's just interesting that we can go back, right? I mean, to before we were born and know what we were meant to do when we're here. I mean, I know that there's a path. We all have a path. We all are here for a purpose. I understand that, but it's just I find it really like intriguing that we can learn, like we can know that, or somebody knows that before we're even really here. Yeah. And it's powerful for kids. It's so, so, so powerful for the children in your life to just allow them to be who they came to be. Because we 
I don't like that. I don't mean break children. I mean, we do break children, but that's not what I mean in this. We kind of break them into this mold that, you know, like Sawyer as a manifesting generator, she has this, this flow of life, she has a channel that makes her just be completely absorbed in her own work and nothing you say to her can bring her out of it. But you think about all of the children that have been raised to think that they're being rude or that there's something wrong with them when they're really just in their own little world and need to be able to stay there for a few minutes. I mean, and there's ways to kind of bring her out of that if you need her out of that, but she's, she's literally designed to be in her own flow. To let her be in her own flow instead of making her think that's wrong. Like, it breaks her. It breaks her spirit when you don't allow her to show up the way that she's meant to show up. You know, Brooke is an observer. He is someone who has so much emotional... He is deep, deep. And you think of the number of times this was a lot of messaging I got, you're too serious. You're too serious. Can't you just lighten up? Well, no. Like, he literally cannot. Because he's got a defined head and ajna. He's got all of this logic in his chart and he's got all of this emotion in his chart. He's not here to be light and fluffy. He's here to be a solid, stable force. And that's what he will do because that's what he'll be allowed to do in his family. Right. I love that. That's amazing. I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this conversation can go for, I mean, the rest of the day. But, yeah, (laughs) we... So we, we don't have that kind of time. I love this. I no. love this conversation. I love that there's so much knowledge out there, you know, for us to learn. So tell me mm-hmm. again your website so we so our listeners can go and have a reading. Uh, so it's my name. It's VickiDixon.com. Do you want me to spell that or you'll, you'll spell it on show notes, I would imagine, right? Yeah, the show notes will have it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so VickiDixon.com and, so, and you can... Go ahead. You can print your chart there. You can... Uh, there's a, a document there uh, or PDF that you can download that's about health pitfalls in your chart by design. So once you get your chart and you know what type you are, you can go then and download that PDF and it will walk you through your um, any health pitfalls that might show up with your type. Uh, what else is there on there? You'll get a couple of emails with some videos on your type and you can book a reading, you can book coaching. I've got a new group, group program launching uh, next month. So there's lots going on there in the human design world. Oh, that sounds so awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was so, like, I'm so intrigued. I'm going to learn more. I said that to you even <laughs> the last time when I took a little workshop that you that you had because it was just so cool. And I remember, like, I didn't even care about my own things. I was worried of, like, listening to everybody else's. And I thought, oh, my God, that's just so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fun to, to start to learn about your family and the people in your life. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yes. It was a true blessing to have you here. Confidence in in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a green star or a supermodel. The truth is they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely does come in every shape, so if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at infobloomstyling or by email at tina at infobloomstyling.com or through the Divas That Care website. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.